We are just two sisters by choice, not by blood, sharing our deepest confessions of how changing our mindset and studying manifestation changed our worlds and realities forever. We are obsessed with showing you how mindset and manifestation can bring you the life you've always wanted. Let us show you the way to your dream reality, one episode at a time. Let's get into it. Welcome to today's episode where we have a very exciting special guest interview. (laughs) (laughs) We are interviewing the co-founder of the Mindset Sisters, Katie Peacock. Thank you. Hello. Hello. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome. good to be here. (laughs) So what we're going to do today, we thought it would be a really great idea to actually interview each other back to back. So the next week one will will be a very similar episode. And really just to dig in to see what makes us tick, how we've created the life that we've created and the, yeah. the success that we've seen and share a little bit of that with you so you get yeah. to know us. Yeah, I think it's really important for, I suppose, people to understand. I always want to know about people's stories and understand, yeah. like, where did they come from? What did they do before this? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, here it comes. And that leads me nicely on to my first question, Katie. So what is your story? So my story... Um, my career story is, uh, well, I'd say started when I was probably 16, 17, when I first started doing weekend jobs, waitressing, all of those things. Um, and I was supposed to be going to university. Um, I had, I suppose at this time was I, yes, I'd changed from, I'd actually dropped out of my first year of, um, uh, of secondary secondary school of college college yeah. <laughs> yeah. so first year of college um and restarted um and then was had gotten into university I was um due to go to Southampton to do business studies um wow. and then um yes alongside that was working and then fell pregnant with Molly by the time I was 19 so my story from the very beginning <laughs> looks quite different to a lot of people because and um, by the time I was literally still a still a child, really, I had a baby. Yeah. Um, so I'd never really started. I hadn't had a career before I had Molly. So I was literally just doing weekend jobs. Um, <clears throat> and then um, once I had Molly, I think um, that was then I, where I realized, oh my God, I actually need to now start interviewing for my career and find a job that, you know, my first job that is a stepping stone to what I'm going to do. Um, for the rest of my life and Mm. it was quite a scary thing because from the age of like 16 17 I had a really unorthodox approach to life um I started being quite rebellious was carving a completely different path to the one that was set for me by my parents and kind of what my brother and sister were doing um and I was just going in the opposite direction so um I actually interviewed for a job which I did get um, at a recruitment agency. Now, Amy works in recruitment, actually, has done most of her career. For my sins. Yeah, <laughs> and it is, anyone that knows recruitment, it's a tough gig. Yeah. Um, and it taught me so much discipline. So I had a six-month-old baby. Um, I used to have to get her up in her little pram suit in the car through, come, come rain, come shine, come rain or shine, um, minus seven degrees 
weather actually I don't think it ever was that cold back then but anyway felt that way felt that way yeah <laughs> uh, I'd get her in the car by half past six in the morning get her to the childminders and I had to be at my desk in Camberley by seven o'clock in the morning so it's like maybe like 25 minutes from home um and what it taught me was I think it was really character building for me because it taught me to persevere no matter what because if you love what you do you're passionate about what you do you just make it work mm. Um, I had, I worked with a group of girls actually, interestingly in the agency side of our business, it was only women. Um, but I met my first work best friend there, Jackie, um, and also Joe, who was my manager, my boss, and they were so supportive. And I think probably down to those two was why it worked for so long. Mm. Um, so I did that for two years, which actually in the scheme of things, isn't that long. But at the time when you're only 19, that in feels agency like a recruitment long time. as well, yeah. it's like lifetime. Feels like a long time. Yeah. Um, so I think I started to realize a lot about myself and who I was in business at that time because I was unapologetically ambitious. I was truly quite outspoken. And at some points of the points of those two years where I was totally unmanageable. Um, because I was, I, whenever someone told me in the wrong, if I was managed by the wrong person, which I was in the end, which kind of led to the demise of my recruitment career and (laughs) led me onto a different path. Um, but managed in the wrong way, I can be, mm, just you don't I, you don't get the best from me if I'm micromanaged basically it's, it's yeah. just that's not how I work and I think some people work so well to structure um and you know someone telling them exactly what they need to do for me it's like that's the entre- entrepreneurial spirit in me is like I'll do it my way yeah um so I didn't understand how to kind of I suppose harness that I didn't understand what that was in me at the time um so I just kind of pushed back pushed back pushed back and couldn't explain to that person actually if you do it this way with me because I was too young yeah you don't um, know you're working. I didn't know no exactly um anyway there's one day that really stands out for me which was a day where I found out one of one of the girls who wasn't really a friend um but she was um someone that I worked closely with was being paid five thousand pounds more than I was mm. and I was like and it really put my nose out of joint so being the um yeah unapologetically ambitious person that I was at the time I stomped into the CEO's office and said what do I need to do to get you to match my salary to hers and he said um okay um I said I I can't work now I know that I'm being paid five thousand pounds less it's completely unmotivating and he said to me don't hold me to ransom so he didn't like it and I was like whoops um (laughs) because I went in with a sort of like cheeky grin on my face thinking oh this will be fine yeah this will be easy yeah (laughs) um so I said okay no understand that but I want to know what what you need me to do and I'll do it and so he basically set me a target my desk that I was given my area um was actually Devon which is a part of the UK which is like (laughs) Oh, I don't really know how to describe it. Well, I'd say it probably holds like the most amount of retired people in the UK. Yeah. So finding teachers, that's what I, that was my job. Um, agency teachers who would get up at seven o'clock in the morning and be at a school by half past eight. Um, it was tough. Wow. And I used to have, you had used to have to get a certain amount of days a month filled from the schools. 
And he set me the target, the same target that the busiest desk we held, we had. Wow. Um, he set me the same target. And he said, if you can do that in one month, I'll give you the 5K pay rise. And I thought, right, okay, well, I've got no other choice. So I sat, I remember for that month from seven o'clock in the morning, we had an hour where we were filling, filling the, the jobs. Literally, I didn't take a lunch break. I would be on the phone constantly trying to pull things, make things work. I remember just like almost like it spurred me on. I thought I can, I know I can do this. Even yeah. though people were saying everyone around me was going, Katie, honestly, just like give up now. That is absolutely ridiculous. That's so unfair that he's done that to you. And I was like, I don't care if it's unfair, I'm going to do it. Um, and yeah, somehow on the very last day, it was like an hour before we were going home. Oh my God. And we had this massive bell and, uh, and someone else had taken a call from one of my schools and filled the, the 100th booking. She put the phone down. She was like, Katie, you've bloody well done it. Oh my and God. And the bell rang and that was it. And he, I remember him shaking my hand and what saying, story. Okay, I don't know how the hell you did that. I don't know how the hell I did it um but yeah that was kind of the first time where I realized my tenacity and I yeah. was like bloody hell actually um when I put my mind to something I do not let any other outcome be it's it has to be what I want yeah. um, and I will do whatever it takes God, I love <laughs> that so much yeah so what has made you so ambitious so tenacious like what what drives that in you well, I think, first of all, both of my parents come from a sales background. Mm. So my dad is, was, is retired now, but is a hugely successful businessman. Um, and um, I always kind of saw that in him because he was always working. My mum was looking after us. Yeah. When they got divorced, my mum then went back to work. And in such a short period of time, she went from salesperson to sales director. Wow. Um so she is incredible. In fact, she is one of the most amazing people with people. Yeah. Um, so I think number one is having parents that are um, massive role models for me. Absolutely. My brother and sister are both also in sales who are both hugely successful as well. So I think being surrounded by successful people is kind of one of the, I, I count myself as so lucky to have that because um it means that you know you want to make sure that you're doing or you're showing the best version of you you're showing up for yourself every single day I see them my dad and my mum my brother and my sister show up for themselves every single day making yeah. sure that they are I mean, it doesn't matter what what it is that you have to do they get it done yeah um so yeah that's kind of one of the things that I think makes me so tenacious secondly obviously I've talked about this already but I've literally been a mum for a third of my life. Yeah. Um, so having been, you know, most people, they get to their 30s and they the only commitment they've really had is like maybe their house or a pet or things like that. I mean, you understand that. 100- Prime example. <laughs> yeah, but which is, and same yeah. as my sister, same as my brother until recently. Um, but for literally a third of my life, I have been a parent. So I think that also instilled something in me where like I just had no option but to succeed because I was really fortunate as a child um and you know got the opportunity to go on lots of amazing holidays and you know um just we never went without I would say and and actually I was at a point in my life when I had Molly where 
I thought, God, if I actually don't work hard, she is not going to have any of the things I had at all. So that's another thing. I think that really drives you, especially like once you've had children, I think it really just makes you go, fuck, I actually need to get on with this now. This has got, you've got to make it work. I think we were talking about your parents, actually, you know, some of the things that they did for you was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, So it definitely drives you. Um, And... I love that, by the way, because we talk a lot about just the the first thing you said there around surrounding yourself. And obviously, naturally, that was a a natural surrounding Mm. for Mm. you. But we talk about this so much that the company you keep is so important and extremely impactful and powerful on the person that you then become. Yeah. Because naturally, you become like the five people you surround yourself by. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that is just kind of like, proof in the pudding as well how vital that is that you are surrounding yourself with like-minded people um and people that are constantly pushing you in a positive direction of course and yeah I just love that yeah I think I always remind myself of that as well the the you you become most like the five people you surround yourself by or spend the most time with um especially when I have like maybe a negative couple of days and I think oh god what have I done differently and usually it's this people I've spoken to or the people that I've been around and I've taken on their energy yeah um I know I've always been described as a chameleon actually by family members um I know that is me and it's probably one of my best and worst traits um because I will change my color depending on who I'm with Mm. and if I'm with a negative person it's unfortunately one of the things I have to pull myself up on because naturally I can become quite negative very, very quickly. Yeah. But alternatively, um, I can hop into a positive mindset just like that. Yeah. Um, so it's the benefits. If you are a chameleon, you've got to really watch out for it. Um, I do it with customers. If I'm with a customer who's got a London accent, suddenly I'll have a London accent. Um, it's, <laughs> it's probably that. one of the things, because I've done this job for so long and I've been around different people. You end up like... Uh, and I immediately have to build rapport with people. I have to be a chameleon and yeah. instantly the minute they open their door and I'm, I suss them out in the first 20 seconds I'm like okay this is who I need to be this is how I need to talk this is how I need to hold myself this is my posture today yeah. for the next two hours so yeah I have to be really careful of wow the way I become each day because of my surroundings yeah I, I think yeah. that's so so interesting and probably sits with a lot of people like that as well yeah. that, that are having to do that and I, I guess you know next question is in terms of everything that you've now seen in your life and, and being able to manifest and, yeah. and, you know, your your dream life is now very much underway, which is super exciting. Yeah. What is your biggest manifestation that's come to fruition to date? Okay, so I am, um, first of all, a very specific manifester. Um, I have known this for quite a long time, actually, because um, I, as a child up until probably I was like maybe 20 years old when I first just until I first discovered what manifestation was I thought I was psychic um because everything that I thought kept happening but not just as in coincidence it was exactly how I imagined it would happen wow um so I convinced myself that I was psychic and also that my grandma was psychic (laughs) because um I remember her saying things and it would, I would be like, how did she know that? Yeah. Um, and then I would think, Oh, that's who I got it from. And I was just so convinced I had these psychic abilities. 
Um, but actually, all I was doing that all of that time was visualizing and, and manifesting, basically. Yeah. Um, so um, my biggest manifestation, or I suppose the story that people go, oh, my God, that's insane, is how I met Scott. Um, so one of the things that I probably always found the easiest to manifest and actually people, some people really struggle with this is, um, past partners, relationships, love. I just found that so easy. Um, I had no blockers about being in relationships really. Um, if I wanted a casual relationship, that's what I would get. That person would turn up and that's exactly how it would, would come to fruition for me. And I'd be like, perfect. I'm going to sit here until I'm now ready for the next thing. Yeah. Um, so love was so easy for me um I didn't come without it's you know I don't want to sit here and say that I don't have any um any tragedies in my love story because I certainly did but um it kind of always panned out in the way that was best for me um the Scott story is is quite insane actually um and sometimes I hold back from telling it because I actually think people might think I'm weird (laughs) (laughs) it's that crazy but (laughs) basically I um I had a friend six years ago who worked with Scott and Scott is super successful um he is I mean obviously I'm probably a bit biased but he's like one of the night he is the nicest person I know literally just a lovely pure soul he does have golden balls he is the luckiest person isn't he yeah he He is is the best person for manifestation <laughs> he, he manifests anything just overnight it's we'll get him on one day uh, honestly he is incredible he actually did read the secret he's very much like it for him he doesn't have to do any work for it to work he's very his belief system is so yeah his belief system never gets knocked doesn't matter what happens to him it's it's just always in place so he's so cool anyway <laughs> um I was told all about this guy by this friend at the time um, she used to come home. Um, we pretty much lived together because we were really, really close. She used to come home and talk about him. And um, and I used to think, God, that's insane. He literally sounds like a unicorn. Yeah. that He doesn't even sound real. And I used to think, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Like, shut up. You're not, he's not real. Like, that's not, he doesn't do that. He's not that nice. He's not that this, the other, the other, la, 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 la. Anyway, um, so I knew all about him. I knew his name. I kind of knew what he looked like, but I didn't really pay that much attention to be honest, because maybe from Facebook, things like that or pictures, but like I I, I could point him out in a crowd because she had talked about him that much. Anyway, um, I was taking her to work one day. I literally remember it. Like I can still picture him walking. Anyway, I was taking her to work one day. And as she was getting out of the car, Scott was walking out of the office to his car. He had a blue BMW at the time. I think it was blue. Uh, He had a BMW, I remember that. And he was putting something in the boot of his car. And I looked and I was like, sure, that's that's that guy. And I was like, oh, my God, wow. Anyway, I said to her, is that Scott? And she was literally just getting out of the car. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, wow. (laughs) I remember thinking to myself, okay. I actually like there's something really like I'm really drawn to him anyway this then kept happening every time I would turn up at her work he would come out and at the time Scott was actually engaged yeah um but he was in uh I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying he was in a quite an unhappy relationship that was coming to an end yeah um but at the time um I knew he was engaged so I 
didn't really other than the fact that I knew I was really drawn to him I kind of tried to not think too much anyway there was this one time where funnily enough the friend at the time had said that relationship was over and um so I knew therefore and, and it immediately sparked something in me and I thought wow he's single he didn't even know who I was yeah <laughs> anyway same thing happened again I drop her at work he comes down and this time I decided to smile at him and he smiled back <gasps> and I then was like that's who I'm gonna marry game on that's it that's who I'm gonna marry I oh. just knew it I absolutely knew it so anyway he still had absolutely no idea who I was um and I then went on his Facebook <laughs> And I'd seen he'd changed his Facebook profile picture that day or something to hit a picture of him and his mum. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I would go, I went through his Facebook photos and saw the kitchen that I now live in. And I visualized being in that kitchen. Wow. I um, totally made space for him in my life, by the way. So like things like just simple things, like I'd stopped kind of entertaining stupid conversations with guys who I weren't really I wasn't really interested in and I just purely focused on this or something better i.e being with him or something better um clearly there was nothing better that was it yeah um but I literally completely made space in my life and you know we'll talk so much about this because I know that people really struggle there's loads of people that really struggle love is one of the biggest ones love and money really difficult to manifest if you haven't got the right belief systems um anyway I knew the way I was going to meet him was through um, online dating. I just, I knew that was it. So I just had to wait for him to show up. Um, I actually, it had just been my birthday and I downloaded Bumble. I was on the way to a work meeting and I told one of my still work best friends now all about Scott. She knew all about him. (laughs) And I mean, she knew all about him. He didn't even know about me still. crazy I love it and I remember flicking through on Bumble on the way up to this work meeting and there he was and I literally screamed and I swiped I think it swiped right on Bumble yeah and then it was it's a match and basically Scott is yeah crazy then I was like okay game this is it like wow this is it yeah then um uh scott is hugely dyslexic so i <laughs> sent him this like paragraph and bless is him, bumble the girl has to message first the girl has to message first right, yeah okay. i think maybe the first message wasn't a paragraph i remember like sending like paragraph messages um he, he was actually away um on a work trip at the time um in strasbourg and he started voice noting me i was then actually drunk at this work meeting we had like a work event Jane took my phone off me in the end because she was like that's enough now <laughs> I mean, I'm so that's a fun. good friend yeah she's that's a, a really good, good friend. friend um anyway he um it, it was like maybe a Wednesday by the Thursday we'd arranged to meet the following week um and then the third by the Thursday evening he was like do you know what I'm coming back tomorrow like what are you doing tomorrow and I was like, do you know what? Nothing. I've kept it free because I actually knew in my head that he would ask to see me the minute he got back. Because I just thought he's asking to see me on Tuesday. But really, I know this is like, I feel like I want to see him straight away. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he was like, OK, well, I land back at Heathrow. Um, so shall we like go for dinner? And I thought, I need to, like, make an impact on this guy. I need to show up for myself and for him straight away so he knows I'm damn serious about this. 
So um, I said, okay, fine. Um, yeah, let's do that. I will meet you at Heathrow. Wow. So the first time we properly locked eyes on each other, I was stood at Heathrow Arrivals. And that's where we like properly first met. Wow. Um, so that is huge. Yeah. That and he, huge. I remember he like had arranged with his friend. He wasn't sure if I was a catfish. He had arranged with his friend um, that like he'd keep the taxi waiting because they'd had a ta- work taxi booked. Oh, he'd keep the taxi waiting just in case I was a catfish. Anyway, because um, he was like, this is so like, this is so weird. I'm not sure. Like, she's yeah. so full on, obviously, because I was, I knew what I wanted. I was, you know, I was going to get it yeah um and then he texts his friend and he was like thumbs up all good anyway we then went for dinner that night and the rest was friggin' history and now we're engaged oh and getting married in less than a year that's honestly one of my favorite stories yeah it's cool it is cool yeah and this is where like you've got to just eliminate any outside voices or outside noise of being like that's fucking weird or that's strange because guess what Nobody else is in your life playing your role other than you. Well, and also it's like trusting your intuition. Like intuitively, mm. I something inside of me knew that was who I was going to be with. Yeah. Um, the minute he was single, that was it. It was yeah. like intuitively I just had this feeling about him and I didn't even know him. Yeah. It was just like purely based on the fact that I knew he was ambitious I knew he was a lovely person Mm. I knew he was good looking um I knew that he was in sales so therefore like he was going to have the same sort of drive as me like um and then when I saw a picture of him and his mum as well I was like he's also a family guy because that's like a massive massive thing for it there was just so many things I remember like my mum was all in for him as well from the beginning she was all I in love it. because she I she loved the story my mum loves a cool story and she loved the story and immediately she was telling my aunties and stuff that we were going to get married and my I remember my auntie taking me outside I still smoked at the time and she was like please don't feel any under any pressure to like you know make this work if it's not working because I know your mum's like really wanting you to make sure that the- and I was like honestly you- don't no- worry buy your hat oh, darling yeah, buy your hat honestly <laughs> Aunt Katie I'm named after Aunt <laughs> Katie it's all good darling so yeah oh, I love it it's so crazy much. yeah crazy story but honestly just go all in if you're intuitively feeling mm. something not just about love about anything in your life just go all in because what is the worst that can happen exactly. even if it doesn't work out just trust your gut because everything like trust the timing of your life and the universe will yeah provide. yeah exactly and it really even will. if things show up for you and it doesn't work out it's happened for a reason it's led you to a different path that's going to take you to your final destination of inner peace happiness and everything else oh amen yeah and so final question is for those starting out on their manifestation journey they could be you know a few years in just this is the first podcast episode that they're listening to. What piece of advice would you give them? So when I first started my manifestation journey, um, I read The Secret. That's kind of everyone's starter for 10. Yeah. Um, the Secret is incredible. It's a great starting place, but it actually is all about just like belief rather than taking action. Um, for me, the things that have made the biggest difference in my, I suppose, self-development journey as a whole, mindset, manifestation, um, self-belief, um, all of the things that kind of make a difference to or have made me who I am now yeah. um, 
is just set your goals, number one. Mm. Do the work, i.e. show up for yourself, listen to the podcasts, do the courses um, and read the books. They're my three biggest things is like do the work because for me, my faith doesn't waver now, but it used to waver when I was, when I'd stopped, when I got off the manifestation train and I'd like fall off the bandwagon for three months and then I'd be like, why is everything like, not happening for me now when it was and I'm like oh yeah because I haven't done a gratitude list in god knows how long or I haven't done any courses or I haven't taken any action um so for me it's like finding even if it's not this podcast whatever podcast it is that really like you feel like I could listen to this you know every time a podcast comes out easily even if it's in the background you don't have to take it all in you don't have to take notes just listen to something that keeps you accountable every week do a course once a month however you know once every three months just keep yourself like every year so that you've developed at the end of the year you can say right I've done you know a couple of courses this year this is what I've taken for the end of each year you can go right this is what I've achieved and actually just keep yourself focused yeah um and yeah and and also my final thing is be part of a community which is exactly what I wished I'd had when I first started yeah um there's a couple of like book clubs that I, you know, um, that I'm part of with manifestation, which kind of helped. Um, but Amy was one of the biggest things that showed up for me. The universe kind of gifted me her as my accountability buddy. Um, mm. someone who I knew I could talk about my biggest goals and dreams without feeling like embarrassed. Like, Oh, is that too much? Am I too <laughs> much? Um, I could tell you these crazy stories that would happen to me that day. And I knew there would be no, nothing inside of her that would go, she's nuts do you know what I mean though like so finding yeah. a community of people yeah like or even minded. just one person that that also is on this journey with you because honestly the amount I've achieved since I met Amy yeah um Agreed. and actually by the way um Scott and Gavin are best friends which is how Amy and I met um so we've lived in the same town for our whole lives yeah never met. never crossed paths um but the universe just gifted us one another I guess at the, at the, right, at the right time, time. yeah Um, so yeah finding someone that you can talk to about your biggest dreams your biggest desires because honestly saying it out loud or even writing it down on paper and just then like seeing it and believing it is just like that's what takes you from it being an idea to actually becoming your reality yeah I love that absolutely incredible way to finish well Katie We've done it. We've really enjoyed having you here. Thank you, darling. I can't (laughs) wait to have you here on uh, next week, next Friday. Such a good, I think, reminder to everybody as well as to just how to keep yourself ticking, how to keep accountable. And I love that as well. We are absolutely building a wonderful community, sisterhood, friendship, frequency, bestie, high vibe bestie, all of that good stuff. So if you ever need any of that from us we are truly only a message away our inboxes are always open always open and we will see you next week yeah please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast because that is what helps us help you um helps us keep showing up as well so rate review and subscribe um on wherever you listen to your podcasts um check out our instagram um that's where we are posting loads of content at the moment um and also um just have an amazing day that's the end for me happy friday have a great weekend have a great
Thanks for listening to today's episode. Just a reminder that for more content from us, head on over to the Mindset Sisters Patreon, where you can subscribe and listen to our secret weekday episodes and monthly courses. We'll see you there.